0: God be with you. A reading of the holy gospel according to John. When Jesus had left them, when Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will be known that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Had a few different things on my mind this past week first and foremost uh, a friend of mine a priest down in Haiti uh, had been kidnapped April 28th by a gang and held for ransom and he was thankfully released a few days ago and uh, in his message that he sent me He said, thankfully, one of the gang members that was there with him recognized him as his priest from back home years before, and that personal connection was a big cause of why he was released. Father Wagner's his name, he's a man who suffered a lot for Christ. I was thinking about that, and then I had a conversation with a few friends of mine, and they had brought up this topic because a few friends of theirs had told them and had said that very cliche phrase which goes something like, I'm a spiritual person but not a religious person. And then it gets followed up with, organized religion is one of the biggest problems in the world. Well, we are here participating in Sunday worship in the biggest Religious organization in the world so that that might mean something to us to hear that I was thinking about those things and then I I I Was reading from the book of Revelation which we just read and Revelation There's a few passages there that I thought well They spoke to me and perhaps can give an answer to that question whether or not organized religion Truly is a problem in the world. You see I actually have a lot of sympathy for anyone who might feel that way. Two things can be true at once, right? Organized religion is wonderful and beautiful, but it also can be a problem when it's not lived well. So the passage from Revelation 21 verse 3 says God dwells with the human race. And for us Christians, we know that Christ became one of us, and that's the deepest meaning of this passage from Revelation. God has become one of us. But for us Christians, we also know that where two or three are gathered in his name, there Christ will be among us. Any place of worship is a place where God dwells. And in our Catholic churches, we also have another layer of God's dwelling, which is in the sacrament of the Eucharist, the bread of life, a sacramental dwelling which we have in our what we call our tabernacle. And there's also this understanding that God dwells among us as a people, his mystical body, that where we are, God truly dwells. And the passage goes further, it says that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death and mourning. The old order will pass away. This is from the book of Revelation, which when we read the Bible, remember we're always reading it at at least four different levels. What did it mean in the original context? What did it mean symbolically? What's it mean for me? And what's it mean for all of us tomorrow? Tomorrow. Well, for us tomorrow, we know that in heaven, God will wipe away every tear and that we will be part of the heavenly Jerusalem, God dwelling with us, or rather, we will be dwelling with God. I'd like to talk about how these passages can happen today, and I'd like to go down to Haiti for a moment for another little story from City Soleil. City Soleil is the poorest part of Haiti. Haiti. It is the slum. It's about nine large blocks, sort of in the port area where all of the garbage from the city flows into the ocean. And there, when you first see it, it literally looks nothing more than a huge garbage dump. And then in the garbage, there's little houses, if you want to call them that, sheets of metal that are all rusty put together, cardboard boxes, tarps, Occasionally, a building here or there, but it's, it's one of the poorest places in the world. And when you go there, the, the sights and the smells and just the raw sewage in the streets is it's not really a place you want to spend a lot of time. But this one morning I was there and I had gone over to the Missionaries of Charity, those women that group Mother Teresa founded, and I said Mass for them. And it, for them it was a special day because two of the sisters were going to renew their vows which meant these these women stood up and declared that they would live poverty chastity and obedience out of love for christ and to serve the poorest of the poor kind of a beautiful thing to witness right? very holy women right after the mass we got in the trucks and we drove over to city soleil and we got out there was a doctor some nurses a few volunteers and a handful of these religious sisters and it was a certain time of the week that the local people knew that we would be there so they had gathered in this one area probably about 500 people kind of the size of our church here and there were every type of illness every age of person it was a sea of humanity that was suffering this was right after the earthquake so it's 2011 There's a lot of epidemic and cholera and starvation and illness all through the people. So we were passing out medicine. And one of the things I noticed the sister do, one of them had an old rusty coffee can and a pair of scissors. And she just goes into the crowd and looking for bracelets and necklaces that were voodoo amulets. And she would invite the people to let her snip them off and collect them. She left the religious symbols, but the voodoo witchcraft symbols that the people unknowingly had taken on when they went to the witch doctors for help, she collected those and came back and, and she advised all of us not to touch it, right? Or touch any of them. She was just going to burn them. That's a whole other story. But after the doctor that was there, uh, was doing his best to pass out medicines. It was a little difficult because the illnesses that you see aren't things you would see here, right? So it's it's not the, the same way of being a doctor, you could say. A little boy was brought in who was burned from his head to his feet in different parts because about two years old and had fallen into a, a fire where his mother was uh, frying some things in a grease pan. And so he had been burned and he wasn't screaming. It was so bad. He was probably what you would call a type of shock. He was just there with his eyes sort of glazed open, and as a team, we just started patching him up. There was a little girl who came. She was only about 13. She was holding a little baby, and the little baby was very sick, and the sister who spoke French Creole was there sort of doing an intake and asking her, where the mother was and the, and the little girl said, well, the mother can't come today. And after trying to explain it and ask a little further, it was kind of shocking that a baby that's dying, the mother was too busy to come in. No mother would do that, right? And yet this girl was insisting that the mother just couldn't come. And then finally she broke down in tears and in tremble, and fear. She's told us actually she was the mom. She thought maybe we'd turn her away for whatever reason. Well, that day in Port-au-Prince, God was dwelling there. It's the hardest place to be, the ugliest place to be, but there was a light there because of those holy religious women. God was actually wiping away many tears that day. And for me, that is a beautiful witness to what organized religion if you want to call it can be you see when God says that he wants to dwell with us and he wants to wipe away our tears he's not just talking about tomorrow it happens today if we do what Jesus said in the gospel we read where Jesus says they will know that you are my disciples they'll know you're Christians by your love too often Christians are not known because of our love we're known for other things If you permit me just a little litany here of other things Christians are known for. Christians can be known for being very judgmental people. That they think they're the ones who are saved and unless you behave like them and think like them that you're not going to be with them tomorrow in the happy place. Christians can be known for being very hypocritical. We might come to church on Sunday, put on the Christian you could say mask for an hour, but we really are pagans the rest of the week. That's something unfortunately happens too often. And I'm not just talking to lay people, I'm also talking about priests. One of the heaviest crosses I carry is to know that many people have been hurt by priests and that many times priests are simply awful human beings. I didn't get hit by lightning for that one, okay. (laughs) Too often, organized religion can become something else. But when organized religion truly is what it's supposed to be, that we are Christians who are known by our love, that the way we live in our family, the way we love our neighbor, the beauty of our life becomes attractive. It becomes something everyone wants to be a part of. That's sort of why I have a little bit of sympathy for anyone who might think organized religion is a problem and that they are spiritual but not religious. They haven't had an experience like Haiti. But we don't have to go to Haiti to be a good Christian. I'm not saying that there's no way I'd ever be able to go back. It's way too dangerous right now, but we can do it here. Mother Teresa said she didn't go to City Soleil. She didn't work there. She worked in Calcutta. Mother Teresa said there's Calcuttas all over the world and unfortunately there's so many human hearts that are so empty and in despair their heart is a Calcutta. Well it's our job to bring that light of Christ into those dark places and they're here among us. That's our Lord's invitation today to live our faith in a beautiful, holy, and simple way. Let that be our prayer today and we invite our young people that are about to receive the bread of life for the first time, the first of many. It's the strength of the Eucharist that will help you to continue growing in your faith to be a light, because right now you certainly are a light. You're all dressed up in your Sunday best, and you're all excited, and we're excited for you. So we thank you as well, young people, for being here Uh, with that witness, that desire you have to receive our Lord.